Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something's changing. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in Hallelujah. the spirit. It's coming. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. How much do you want it to change, church? Keep singing. Come on, let's penetrate the heavens. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. This region needs a breakthrough, church. Come on, press through. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Come on, sing it with your heart. Something's changing in the spirit. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Prophesy. Heaven, come down. Something is changing in the spirit. Something is breaking, and I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. See it over this region. See the breakthrough over this region, church, until we get that breakthrough over the region. We won't have the freedom of the spirit. Come down. Heaven, come down. Something's changing in the spirit. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Yes! Heaven, come down. Something's changing in the spirit. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Something's changing in the spirit. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Come down. 
Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church, close your eyes and engage in the Spirit. Yield to the Holy Ghost and feel what He's doing. See what He's doing. See his intentions and his will. When you just stand there and just look around and you don't do anything, you're engaged in the natural. But when you close your eyes and you get your eyes focused on heaven and you begin to feel the movement of the Spirit of God, you can feel and see what he wants and what he's intending to do. Hallelujah. Church, this keep your eyes closed. This region is in desperation, extreme desperation for a breakthrough. Why do you think the army of God is here to bring the breakthrough? Come on, church. Warring in the spirit. Warring together. Warring in worship. Warring in our praise. Yes. Hallelujah. and worship. The army is loud. The army is boisterous in the spirit because we're pushing back powers of darkness. Hallelujah. See the darkness, church. See the darkness so you can push it back. See the evilness so you can push it back. Because you are the light of the world that's in here. Just engage, church. Pray in tongues. Pushing back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Who knows how to use a banner? Who knows how to use a flag? I need somebody who knows how to use this. Elena, do you? I need somebody. Come on, step up. I don't need just just to wait and just... Listen, if I say shout, shout, there's a reason because the Holy Ghost is leading us. If I said there's certain things that's coming from the platform, just respond like this. Because we need a breakthrough, church. Elena, come on up here. Come up on the platform. Hallelujah. Because you're not going to have room back there. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. Go for it. Let the anointing just stir you up. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Lift your hands to the Lord. Just go in spiritual warfare in tongues.
so glory, glory, Jesus. it off right now. I'm breaking off the lack of understanding. I want you to get caught in the spirit. The Lord says, I want you to learn how to get caught up in the spirit and not be looking around and feeling so uncomfortable. Just get caught in the wave. Just get caught in the wave and you have understanding. You flow with the spirit. It's not by your visual eyes, church. It's by the spiritual eyes. And listen, you're a warring. We are a warring church here. And we haven't warred for a while, guys. We've been kind of laid back on it. And God gave us that commission when he put a sword in our hands years ago through Apostle Alan Vincent. And he gave us a sword. And I'm telling you something, this whole area... South Jersey, New Jersey is in such desperation for a spiritual breakthrough. And God's raising up churches. It doesn't matter the size. It matters the cooperation. 
Do you hear me? It does not matter the size. It matters the cooperation, that we cooperate with the Spirit of God. When God moves these ways that we just yield ourselves and stop looking around and get caught up in what the flow is. Maybe you're saying, I've never been in this. Maybe it's uncomfortable for me. Yes, because the flesh isn't used to yielding to the Spirit. But this is our breakthrough time where we can yield. Amen? Amen. I want to see people come into the kingdom. I'm tired of seeing people going to hell. I don't know about you guys, but I'm seeing people going to hell. And I'm hearing and seeing so many things to try to change this nation. And let me tell you something. The ones behind it are being driven by demonic spirits. And they are not sitting back like the church is sitting back. They're accomplishing their goals. They're getting laws changed. They're changing things. What is the church doing? Hallelujah. Come on. Where's the shout? Where's our shout? Where's our shout against this? Pushing back. Pushing back. Yes. Shangora Mahasa Raso. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With no instruments. I'm going to ask this, that all of us give three shouts on the count of one, two, three. We're going to give the shout and we're going to give a blast. And church, you might say, what is the big deal with the shout? It breaks the heavens open. Things begin to happen. Things are shifted. Things are destroyed. I know this. We've seen it. We've heard it. We've heard the angels shout. We've heard the trumpets blow. We've heard the shofars blow on our shout. Something supernatural. But you know what God had to do is get us into the place that we can give the shout. Do you understand that? Because there's something it's better to do it in the spirit than not, not in the spirit. Amen. So on the count of three. One. Two. Two. Three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. One, two, three. There's something about three. There's unity in the spirit. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, unity. One, two. Hallelujah. When we do this, see the heavens break through. See it. God's doing something, church. One, two, three.
Hallelujah. We celebrate the kingdom of God. Yeah. We celebrate his righteousness. We celebrate the glory that's in the kingdom of God. We pull down, we're fervent in pulling down what rightfully belongs here on the earth, what rightfully needs to flow through us. Amen? Amen. How many could feel, can feel this breakthrough? Glory to God. And it's not going to stop, church. We're going to keep on keeping on. We are not going to let the devil put us in this complacency and in this, this, this yawning. yawning. We're not going to yawn at his intentions and will. It's time for us to stand up church. Glory to God. We're standing. We are cooperating as a body. We're all cooperating with the spirit of God. And that's what he is so pleased with. Amen. 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 It's just the beginning. What do you see what God does? Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, shout one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give each other a high five and you can go to your seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Not yet. I know, Ben. I love you. Well, that's the unity. <laughs> yeah, 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 l- l- listen, say it real fast, Grace. <laughs> okay, when we when we declare and decree. All right, so wait, 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 Gracie. Sorry. Saints, saints, let's listen to. Grace has something that she got from the Spirit. When whenever we declare and decree, whether it's word or it's His word or shout, it seals it. It seals. What we, what, I'm sorry. It seals what God's doing. Yes, it seals what God's doing. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Seal the deal. I don't know about you, but I am excited. There's something going on in the spirit. (laughs) Something's changing in the spirit. Something's changing. I can feel it. Heaven, Heaven, calm down. Heaven, Heaven, come come down. down. Yes. Something's changing in the spirit. Something's changing. I can feel it. Heaven, come down. Heaven. Be right to sing the right words, right? Hey. So I want to tell you something, church. It's like um, you should have been here Wednesday night. I burped all over the people, the ones that were here. And, but it was a good burp, wasn't it? It had a good fragrance. It did. It had a real good fragrance. It had a time to ponder on things. God just pouring things down inside of me. Bottom line is the church really needs to wake up. And we need to be the revival and stop looking for the revival. We need to start being the revival now because there's some real serious stuff that's going on. And church, if we don't do something now about it, it's going to affect us in another seven years. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's going to affect us. And church, we have the right and the authority by the leadership of the Holy Ghost when he leads us. We have every right to exercise that authority. And I was just thinking about some things. And I'm so tired of hearing. I am. I'm tired of hearing. 
I'm not tired of what's of the people. I'm tired of hearing um, things that, that happen and are taking place all over. And the church does nothing about it. We just go, oh, wow. I am so tired of the position of the church, and this church is not going to stay in that position. No. We are a vibrant church Amen. in the spirit. We have such awesome people that God, all of us, we are all awesome people that God has gathered together at this church. Yeah. And this church is going to double. It is going to triple. But it's going to have to be through us, church. Yeah. It's not waiting for God to do something. No, the excitement, the, the power, what we felt today and pushing and pushing and pushing to it. You know, we just didn't lay back on it. We kept pushing and leading and leading by the Holy Ghost into this place. And we just, just touched, just barely. But man, when we keep going and are going this way without being pushed and pushed and pushed and spontaneously just moving over into this, what do you see with the glory of God and all the things that are going to happen? Church, we need things to change. We need our government to change. When we met Jim Caviezel, the one that played the Passion of the Christ, who played Jesus, he said to me and Pastor that persecution was coming through the homosexual community. I still, I listen to it and I'm thinking, wait, terrorism, the Muslim religion, their agenda to terrorize Christians. That's what I was thinking. And he's telling us it's going to come through the homosexual community. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but did you ever hear of the baby? The, the baby? Did you just hear about that? Did you hear how they're going to push to make this a law that when your baby is born, it is not genderized till three or four years, four years are going for afterwards. So the child can have, make up their own decision on what sex they are. It doesn't matter which organs they're born with. And they're pushing for this. There is so much that's going on. Do you know it's illegal for a person to have a limb cut off if they feel if they feel it's okay, but that person is in extreme pain and everything else, and it's probably better, probably if you have a toe that needs to be cut off because it's filled with it's gangrene or whatever, that's a, it's going to end up illegal. But you know what is legal? I'm sorry, everybody, but this is real because the kids hear this stuff and the kids are seeing this stuff, and there's too much pornography with, in front of the kids' eyes. And, and I'm telling parents, get your kids the stuff that they're watching and social media and get it under control because you're the one that's responsible for it. And my heart breaks. And that's why we needed this shout. It wasn't anything that, it was the way the Lord is driving. He wants the church to rise up. But do you know it's legal to have a, a girl at 16 years old if she wanted her breast cut off to, because she wants to be a male? That she can have that legally done without her parents' permission. Do you know this stuff? Do you see what's rising up? In the days, it's going to be like the days of Noah. It's going to be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. We cannot yawn when there's this kind of things going on in the spirit. Other churches would yawn at it. 
I don't care. I pray God gets them over so they stop yawning at this stuff. They cannot yawn at it anymore. We're in serious trouble, church, and our president needs us. I don't care what anybody thinks. The lies and things and the accusations that they're coming up with, they did it also to Judge Clarence. Thomas Clarence. Clarence Thomas. The horrible, disgusting lies. It was so disgusting. I remember watching it, and I thought, how low can you go? Because of what he stood for. Church, we need to gather together as an army of God. And there's strength when we gather together. But when we keep letting our own opinions and letting our feelings dictate to us. And we can't gather together when these doors open. Something is definitely wrong in the church. Something is definitely wrong. And this comes out from the pulpit week after week, almost week after week. And it's like, man, I wish you guys would get so tired of hearing it that you guys would just jump on board. You know, I'm not saying jump out of the doors and leave. Absolutely not. God brought you here for a reason to train us up. I understand in the summer there's vacations, but if you're not on vacation, you better get yourself in here. Because God's looking. He's hearing what's being said. He went to his disciples and he said, couldn't you tarry with me just for one hour in prayer? I watched my husband get up. I said this over and over again. That's why I know it's possible, church. I'm not saying we wouldn't ask you to do something that we didn't do and walk through. But I watched. We started two churches from ground up. And I watch him work pipe fitting and carry schedule, whatever, cast iron pipe up and down and on scaffolds where it was like, it's really not a scaffold. And we didn't get to bed till probably 2.30 in the morning and he had to get up at 4.30, church. We were driven with a purpose. We're driven with something. And if we think we're not going to get enough sleep, I'm going to tell you something. Then you are being pushed and operated by the natural senses and not the spirit senses. Jesus pleaded, you don't know what hour this is. Please just watch and pray with me just for one hour. One hour. Temptation is coming at you. And this is what the spirit of God is saying to us today. Temptation is coming at us. It's pushing hard at us. And church, we can do more together. And God said, if we take care of his needs, he'll take care of ours. The things that you brought before his throne, he's going to take care of. I have lots of stuff before the throne. Lots. This church building, I believe God is going to take care of it if we get up, if we start getting up and on our feet and start getting busy and start taking care of his needs, church. And his needs is to push back the darkness and for people to come into the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm Amen. tired of hearing the sound. Bam, bam. Another one, another one, another one, another one. Falling off into hell. I'm tired of feeling it inside. Who will go with me? Who will stand with me? That's what the Lord's saying. Who will stand with me? 
This is serious, church, and we can't come under the complacency and the spirit that's over the church and saying, like, it's okay. We got time. Jesus isn't coming back. Bet me he's not coming back. That's exactly what he was talking about. That's the condition of the church, what the church is going to be in. And he's going to suddenly come back like a thief in the night. This is it. And you guys had that shout in your voice today. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. You had the shout in your voice. Okay, we had to get you into the place to lead you, but you got it. And this is the position that God wants us to stay in, is to keep that shout, church. Yeah, is this a prophetic right now? Yeah, absolutely, it's prophetic. But we had time, and we talked, and we had to get work done. And we got so much done. I stressed my husband out. But we got a lot accomplished. But we were talking and pondering and things. And and God was just pouring in. And I thought, my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? What is the church doing? What is the church? I'm I'm not talking about, uh, listen, I'm not pointing the fingers. I'm talking globally. And it's like, what is our part? What are we doing? Wednesday nights, where is everybody? Monday nights, where is everybody? What are we doing? Revival's going to come if we learn how to cooperate with the Spirit of God. The churches that are cooperating with the Spirit of God, they're the ones that God's pouring out and through them. And guess what? It's not so much inside the church, even though it is. The revival that God is bringing is affecting the church and their services and when they gather together. But it's when they go out. Oh, my God, to tell people that Jesus Christ died for them and he loves them. I don't care if they spit in my face. I've had that done. We've had that done over and over. That doesn't bother me. I rejoice. There's something about it. The the joy springs up inside. It washes off. And I don't care about the other people standing around and watching it. I don't care. They're an audience to what truth is. Do you understand that? Paul stood and watched Stephen being stoned to death. And guess who got, and inspired it. And guess who got caught in the heaven zone? Paul did by observation. Glory to God. Yeah, that's good. Glory to God is there a shout. Woo! Glory to God. Listen, I know a lot of you guys know us as Ray and Carol and so on, but we are also the pastors of this church. And I don't say that to boast or try to push authority or anything like that, but we have a responsibility. And we love all you guys, but please, when we stand here in this office, please hear what we're saying and just don't look at Ray and Carol. I plead with you on that. Amen. Amen. We're the kind of people where we like to be around the people. We're not the kind of pastors where either you just scoot off real fast and all this and scoot back and everybody has to wait here so we can run back in our office and all that. We're not like that. I don't know how to be like that. But please respect what God is saying. Because God is speaking all over, all around the world. It's not just in America. It's, it's affecting all around the world. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. Let's just lift our hands and worship him a moment. Jesus. Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. 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 Jesus, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you, Jesus. We give you glory, Father. We give you glory, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming in such a wonderful way. Thank you for raining down in this place. Thank you for the word of the Lord being preached already. Hallelujah. Prophesied and proclaimed through your saints, through your church. Hallelujah. Celebrate you need to understand something beloved that corporate assembly and the corporate unity was a statement in the spirit you demonstrated a statement in the spirit glory to god your cooperation and obedience pleased the father hallelujah and it shakes hell to its very core hallelujah thank you lord Thank you. See, what we don't realize sometimes is that our obedience to the corporate anointing is preaching. Hallelujah. Our compliance, our submission to the anointing and to the authority of God. Hallelujah. When we cooperate and we become part of that obedience, part of that proclamation, part of that declaration, we're proclaiming, we're decreeing things in the spirit realm. These, it doesn't stop in these four walls. The spirit realm is sound. It just goes and goes and goes and goes. Hallelujah. Think of the, the sound, just like radio frequency. The th- that's just a model of the things of the spirit. There's a frequency in the spirit that is absolutely eternal, unstoppable, immutable, incorruptible. And baby, you guys were on that zone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the glory, for the goodness and the power of God. Thank you for changing us from glory to glory. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the exhortation of the Spirit. Thank you for admonition in the Spirit. Thank you for correction in the Spirit. Thank you for edification in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you for guidance in the Spirit. Thank you for teaching in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you for activation in the Spirit. Thank you for a shift in the spirit. Listen, there's something in my heart. Listen, guys, personally, this is for you personally, for your family. There's a shift. And the shift brings with it the favor of God. Hallelujah. 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 His, the shift, there's a, look, she can tell you. How many of you know what a paradigm shift is? Listen, there's the prince of the power of the air that has an influence on souls of men, saved and unsaved. Once we get saved, his authority to have dominion over us is broken. But it's our choice to stay in the authority of God and not come under and compliant to the authority of the prince of the power of the air. We're still in the world. We're not of it, but we're in it. 
And what he desires to do is to immobilize us, to deactivate us, not reactivate. He wants to shut us down because every action you do and I do is a voice. Every action you take in the Spirit has a voice to it. Hallelujah. Listen, Peter's shadow had a voice. It carried the essence of God. People that the shadow fell on were healed and miracles occurred. It said something. Your shadow says something in the spirit. My God. If you believe it. The Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord who changeth not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Woo! We're born of his seed. We're no longer our own. I'm glad. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was Raymond Ben Shannon, <laughs> and now I'm Raymond Ben Yeshua, Raymond born of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Ben means son of Judah Ben Hur, Judah son of Hur. I'm now Raymond, son of God. Hallelujah. Raymond Ben Elohim. Raymond, son of Elohim. You're the son of God and the daughter of God this morning. Hallelujah. We started off this service with saying, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. It was for reason and purpose. I didn't realize that. That wasn't planned. It was inspired, prompted by the Holy Ghost to have us say it. Why? Because he knew what was going to be coming. We didn't plan this worship. <laughs> I mean, Carrie got it in the spirit. And by the way, Something, there was a shift, even in the worship. And God moved through the anointing of, in Pastor Carrie, to the Holy Spirit to woo us as a congregation to come up to the altar area. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a difference. I mean, listen. You can be as passionate where you're seated and involved in praise and worship right where you're at. But when that happened, the level increased. When we all got up here and started getting off, the, you know, the cells were closer together in that corporate unity and anointing. The level increased in the spirit. So you don't have to be prompted, Carol, the, the anointing. So this vessel was saying, hey, you don't have to be prompted to do it. Take, take liberty. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to get up and from now on? I mean, from now on, if every morning you want to get up, every Sunday morning you want to be here or Wednesday evening up here in the front and say, yeah, let's praise and worship, man. We're in the altar area. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, they're good. I mean, God's everywhere. And that's not trying to manipulate you. That's just trying to say something. Hey, wake up and smell God's coffee. 
the altar of heaven is where the prayers of the saints is placed. It's like an incense burning into his nostrils. A paradigm shift. This is Webster's definition. A change from one way of thinking to another. You and I have been thinking a certain way for a certain amount of time. We can even be thinking right things a certain way for a certain amount of time. But then you and I are challenged by 2 Corinthians 3.18. Amen? We are being changed from glory to glory, transformed by, amen? Transformed from glory to glory. So every, the transformation process, process that's a lifelong experience requires change in our thinking. Brother Kenneth E. Hagan Sr., was asked something about his preaching and teaching, and he found notes that he had from when he first was a Baptocostal, first got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, I found my notes. This is the story. This is paraphrased. And he said, when I see what I preached when I first started in ministry, I think, dear God. But he said, I was preaching in the light that I had. But through the course of the teaching and the teacher and praying. And I'll tell you what, you can watch video after video of Papa Hagen. He's there. You always see his lips moving. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, he's a minister, yeah. But he's a model. He kept himself in a place in the spirit. He didn't deny his responsibilities in life, but he kept himself in a place in the spirit where his judgments were guided by the Holy Ghost and not the emotions. A paradigm shift is a change from one way of thinking to another. Listen to this. Are you ready for a revolution? How about a personal revolution? I'm not talking about a revolt against authority. I'm talking about a personal revolution. A paradigm shift is a revolution in the way of thinking. It is a transformation in the way we think. A sort of metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. A caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Amen? Amen? So the way... Christ is in you is constantly being metamorphosed. We're being metamorphosed more into Christ through the word and the spirit. Hallelujah. Y'all becoming a prettier butterfly. But a butterfly has reason and purpose. It has great beauty, but it has reason and purpose. It also says this. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. But rather it is driven Driven, say driven, motivated, activated through agents of change. The fivefold offices, put it in this category, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher are agents of change. They're called by God to be an agent of change. Stewarding the word of God 
and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost for the body of Christ to be transformed from glory to glory, not just doing their religious duty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. What an honor. Amen. Does that make a fivefold office better than you? Absolutely not. It puts more in their plate. It's a greater responsibility. That's all. Amen. To be esteemed and respected because you got to eat what we cook. Guess what? Your prayer helps prepare. Your prayers for the leadership of your church helps them prepare what God wants you to eat. Hallelujah. Man, you ought to pray. Brother Copeland said, I can't stand those Christians that pray them headache prayers in restaurants. He said, no, Father, in Jesus' name, bless this food. I got to eat it. <laughs> Don't be shy about it. You got to eat that food. <laughs> Let's shout unto God. Stand up a minute, would you? Let's have a glory shout on three. One, two, three. Do it again. Oh! Hallelujah. Give each other a high five. Yeah, give him praise. Jesus. Maybe seated. Ha. Huh. And then there was the word, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to say something. Our cooperation with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is so important. Because when people looked at Jesus, when he walked on this planet, they experienced the fullness of grace and the fullness of truth. And the Father, by DNA, has designed us who are born of him to be that agent. Every one of you, you're an ambassador. You're an agent of change. Say, I am an agent of change. God has empowered me. And called me to be an agent of change. A paradigm shift. A change from one way of thinking to another. You and I, like Carol was just saying, we need to start sharing our faith. We need to move and cooperate with the Holy Spirit and be a light. Now, Smith Wigglesworth is quoted as saying something. And it wasn't arrogance, but he, he was so passionate to please the Father. He said, if God doesn't move me, I move him. If God doesn't move me, I move him. Well, how's he do that? I'm going to say this. I know you get tired of hearing it. Oh, you should show up at prayer and you, your body can be tired and say you deserve a break today. Stop entertaining the jingles. We go to prayer because it's right. Not because we have to. It's righteousness. It's righteous to show up. Now, if you want to stay a carnal Christian, 
just continue to let your flesh dictate to you. But when you want to become a son of God who's led by the Spirit, you got to put your foot down because your flesh is going to fight against it. And the devil's going to capitalize on our flesh to try to keep us out from doing kingdom business. I'm not saying this to condemn anybody. Everybody's situation is different. But if you can be here, be here. Hallelujah. Why? The hour is urgent. Hallelujah. I'd rather have somebody in my face giving me God's advice, giving me God's inspiration, communicating to me the Father's heart. Because I'll tell you what's at stake here. You are not your own. There's too much idolatry in the church. What do you mean by that, Pastor? It's my life and I'll do what I want. It's my mind and I'll think what I want. Show me I'm wrong. Come on, the animals had a handle on this. There's a difference between carnal Christianity and kingdom Christianity. The devil wants to keep you and the body of Christ in a carnal mentality. Yes, you're going to be saved. Yes, you're going to go to heaven. Oh, he's pleased with you. Even the devil don't care if you pay your tithe. He'd rather you didn't. Because then kingdom business can't happen. But he doesn't care if you're saved. I mean, he's disapp- the devil's disappointed when you get saved. But he does not want you to be fruitful and multiply. Listen, it's in the word. The sower sows the seed, and the seed is the word of God. Some falls on stony or some falls on the stony ground, and the birds of the air come quickly to get that seed. And the birds of that air in your life are demonic spirits that want to keep the seed from getting into you. You know what today's about? The message, I forget the title. How do we hear the word? That's part of the mix here. That's, that's the thing we're being confronted with. And I come in, I don't tell anybody, and I'm listening. I was listening to what was saying from even the worship and the exhortation in worship. I had listened to Pastor Carol. I didn't tell her what God would gave me to prepare. And I'm listening, and I'm saying, she's talking about the hearing. Amen. She's talking about the way we hear and everything else. And I'm thinking, dear God, look at the synchronization in the spirit. See, it's not only. It's not only what you hear. How. Do we hear. How. Do we hear. What we hear. In pipe fitting, now these were rare times, but back in the day, they didn't have high reaches that would go high enough in some of the beams where the pipe had to be installed. And they would have to use rigging to get what they call kicker boards. They were one foot wide and could be 30 feet long to go from one beam to the next. 
and it could be 90 feet to the ground. And I'll tell you what, don't tell me that everybody said, well, I'm not afraid of heights. That changes the playing field. I'm not afraid of heights when I'm on a platform. <laughs> when you got to walk out on a one-foot kicker board and then handle pipe above your head to connect it. But they said this. Most applications with steel beams, there was a thing called a C-clamp or a top beam clamp, and you put it on there, and you would have to tighten it up a certain way. And a lot of guys were more concerned about how fast or how many pipe, how much pipe they could put up, and they didn't really do it the way it was shown. They would do it just good enough. Say just good enough. But my mentor said, here's the deal. You install that hanger that if the scaffold goes out from under you, you can hang on to that pipe for your life. It changed the way I installed hangers. It changed the way I put in beam clamps. Are you with me? It didn't matter if it's 90 feet or 10 feet. If the thing that's supporting you is removed un unintentionally, just by accident, you better have something you can hold on to. And you and I have something to hold on to. We have someone to hold on to. But we need to have that device, that fastening device, secure. See, praise God that you're saved. Praise God. And you're all, we, we're so proud of this whole house and proud of this body. Those here, those coming, those returning, however God works that mix out. But there's something that is going to help help you in your cooperating with God to let him transform us and transform you. Every time we gather, you need to have a resolve that the spiritual food that's going to be served to you is truly going to bring forth fruit in your life. It's more than just coming to church, paying your tithe, even freely praising and worshiping God, and that's all good. But that's a set up. That's, that, that helps create something and prepare the seed, the ground, for you to receive the implanted word with meekness, which is able to save your soul, James said. Receive, his admonition and instruction to the church was receive with meekness the implanted word, that which is the being deposited into you by those I've ordained to feed you and equip you. Receive it with meekness, humility, but with hunger. I'm going to say this just so you get an idea of what's going on. I went on one 40-day fast. One was enough. Teach me. No food. I did have liquids. <clears throat> I had water and 
then you, she would create some broth. That was it for 40 days. Whatever. I was drinking some things because there were a lot of medical facts about fasting that you needed to really study. And uh, it was in 1997. But after a week of not having food, the desire left. And I just felt like my body was adjusting. This was adjusting. <laughs> you know. Physically, by week, t by third week, tw day 21, halfway through this thing, or day 20, it was. It was like there were, food helps to produce energy. Amen? It helps the chemicals in your system. It helps you think better. Of course, water. Amen? Week four, week five, it was about thinking about kingdom business. I'd go to the office and pray. I wasn't working pipe fitting at that point. You couldn't. At the end of the 40 days, this is what happens. This is medical. At the end of 40 days of not having food, your body starts to turn against itself and self-destruct. The point there, if you're not a student of the word of God, feeding your spirit man, if you're not doing that, something's going to happen in your experience, your Christian experience, your discipleship experience, not your religious experience. You as a son and child of God, being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen? <clears throat> something's going to happen. You deny yourself spiritual food, something's going to happen. Just by osmosis. All of a sudden, you're going to be content without the spiritual food. I'm preaching a lot better than you're shouting. Why do they always tell us to get in the Word? Why do they always tell us to pray? Why do they always tell us to worship and be engaged? So that you don't get apathetic and lethargic and yawn. We love you. Hey, anybody here ever have any kids? Did you ever have to teach your kids to say no? Did you have to teach them? No. Just one day it was like, no. Where'd that come from? came from a nature. No. I can still, when I say it, I can still think about it. I can probably don't want to remember when I said it to my mom. No. What was that? That sin nature popping up. Rebellion. Independent. Come on. Some, yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Please.
That's really good. Okay, you want to see if we can get those guys to do that? And then I'll feed this next. Yeah, see if we can cue that up. Okay. We have a new play. <laughs> the kids can stay in, yeah. So uh, who's the ushers today? If you could go herd them up, Al, and, uh, or uh, Vince and Albert. This, there's something about, you know, Brother Hagen used to have what he had uh, called believers meetings. The entire family. Guys, listen. The entire family, from the youngest to, to infants, would be in a believers meeting. And it was a place and a time, a design, where they would just worship and then just sit before the Lord in holy awe and let trust the Holy Spirit to inspire. He said, Brother Hagin said, with all the children that were there and present, there would be absolute silence for 45 minutes. No, no lethargy, no sleeping People were just waiting. See, waiting is an action word. Amen? Wait upon the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord, it's an action. It requires stillness. <laughs> Figure that out. You talk about paradoxes, jumbo shrimp. Wait upon the Lord. Are you, do you appreciate what, what's happening here in our midst today? <clears throat> With what occurred today, Hi. Carol had put this on her Facebook. Yeah, you, you talk a little bit about uh, this. Can I set this up? Yes, please. Okay. Is everybody coming in, Albert? Okay. Can, um, can you tell them to speed it up because I know they'll probably, Okay. Everybody's in? Okay. Elena, if you want to bring yours, if you want to, or they're okay. If you want to bring them up front, come on up front. Um, let, me, let me set this up for you. So um, I, I posted this on my Facebook. I don't know if anybody saw it on my Facebook, but I posted it on Facebook. And I put in there that I was, I was watching something that Kim Clement uh, prophesied, and um, and then I saw this this you know little box with another you know um, video of of something that took place, and I put it on and I just was so blessed by it and I thought, wow! I just uh, my heart is just to see the kingdom and what is in heaven to come down here to earth. And it, that it would be something that's very real to us, not something that is not real to us. We might not experience it 24-7, but we will be in a place where we can experience 24-7 for several days, okay? And those things have happened to us. So if it happened to us, it can happen to you guys, you know? And it's the atmosphere that was created in the environment and the atmosphere in the church here. And so in that, we carried that anointing and we carried those things with us day after day in the experience of it. 
So there were times that even in this church here, in the history of this church, we have actually heard shofars blowing when we gave the shout. Now, if you know what the sound of the shofar, remember Elena um, blowing the shofar and that sound? And then there was another time where we heard silver trumpets. And I actually saw the angels in my spirit with the trumpet. And I didn't bring I didn't bring any recognition to it while it was happening. On the second, that was the first shout. On the second shout, we gave the shout and people started they're still with the shout, but their their eyes opened up and they're like they're looking at each other and they looked up at the platform and I just went and I looked back at the sound people and they were at Ron was back there and Ron was like he could hear it so clear. On the third shout, just I think it was like 97% of the people heard it. And we have been in services where we heard angels singing louder than us and angels singing. Um, we heard them when we first got born again in the Jesus people. That was almost, we heard that several times there. So when we got born again, we were born into what really goes on in the kingdom of God. And I thought all Christians, you heard me say this, experience this. And little to my disappointment that Christians and all the carnality in Christianity, because we're not pushing over into what God has for us, you know. And I didn't know these. I didn't know that. And then times in our service, a couple times in this church here, we heard the angels singing. I've been in conferences that where we heard the angels singing. One was down at Ruth Heflin's. We went to a, a, a woman's conference. And I remember my daughter-in-law was standing next to me. And we were just all singing in the spirit in other tongues. And it, all of a sudden, you can feel the holiness of God, and everything started to change. The atmosphere started changing. And you could feel the presence of God, and goosebumps started coming all over us. It's like, what's happening? We kept praying, singing in the spirit. And then all of a sudden, something overtook our singing. And we heard the angels. Rodney Howard Browns, down there at Rodney Howard Browns, it was like you could hear the angels so loud singing, and I have the video because I was down there, singing at the Carpenter's Church and singing over all the people. I, When I saw this, I just went, and I thought, what's going on today is why we're pushing church, why Pastor and myself are... Listen, we're not trying to take your arm and twist your arm and do this. All we're asking, just like the Holy Ghost is asking, just yield. Yield. Every time we come in. Do you know what it's like when you try to, did you, did you ever have a child that you tried to wake up in the morning and they are the like a big grizzly bear? And this is day after day after day. And it's like, finally, it's like, when are you going to come to your senses? Get out of bed. When I say it's time to wake up, get out of bed. You got school. Get out of bed. You know, <laughs> is that you? And it's like you want to poke them with a stick because they're like, Rawr, you know, and sometimes you feel like that with the church, like you're poking. It's like God doesn't want us to be that way. He wants you to be the mature daughter, son, that he's called you to be without the, that you have a hunger and passion of, I am so yielded to him. 
and it's not yielded to hear the sound, he'll just bring the sound to you. Do you understand that? When we are pressing in because we want to experience him and his kingdom and heaven and what's in heaven and what does it sound like? It's all around us, church, but we couldn't hear it. You know why? Because when we are obedient to him, obedience is the key that unlocks the favor of God, the blessings of God. And as we come yielding and being obedient to him and everything, and today I'm going to tell you something. Yes, does God want the miraculous? He wants miracles. He wants to see supernatural signs and wonders where people are caught, suspended in air when they're moving because God's arresting them to get their attention. Did I see that? Absolutely, I saw that in my meeting. I saw God do that. I had no clue what to do. You guys know my story. And I asked the Lord, what do I do? He said, release her in my name. I never experienced anything like that. I said, in Jesus' name, you're released. And then she could move. And I asked her to come up. She was leaving. She came up. Never felt the power of God like that. I never saw anything like it. It was all new to me. So I had to walk through this too. And then I found out she's Jehovah Witness. And I thought, my God, I'm throwing out the net here. I'm throwing out salvation. I'm throwing out the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All these things. And God arrested her for a reason and a purpose for her to hear the message of Jesus Christ. I don't know what was in her future. I don't know what happened to her. But because I believe in the atmosphere that can change in a room when we're yielded to God, I believe in the supernatural. I believe that God wants to touch down on people. I believe this. Do you believe it? That God wants to use you the same way. He absolutely does. This is not for the fivefold ministry. This is for his disciples, his students. His learned ones, every one of us. So when we come together, we're yielding to him passionately. Amen. And so this, I just thought, Lord, I long, I long for these things to happen. And listen, when your pastors start longing for this, dear Jesus, get on board, please take it. I want to hear heaven. How about you? I want to experience what Jesus is talking about. I want to see more angelic and hearing more angelic presence. Thank you. God put them here for a reason. So we know how to cooperate with our angel and our angel cooperate with us. And that is not a... um, Um, what's the kind of teaching heretical teaching it is biblical church I can take you all through the Bible and show you and the Bible says don't grieve your angel if your angel is is created to worship God you better worship because when you worship it will worship amen the atmosphere is charged today glory to God And so, and 
And Maya, you know, if I call you, run, man, run. Cause, because there's a sponta- spontaneity in the spirit. All of us, just that spontaneity real quick. And when you got on, huh? Quick response. We got to have quick response and not just like slow it down, walk slow. Dear Jesus, run, run. You know, all of us run. It's, I run the race. Yeah. I didn't walk the race and, and so on. So let's, let's set this up. All the kids are here and everything. Now, listen, I, I don't, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to, but I will say this. When I was watching this, before you could hear um, anything, they're just worshiping the Lord. And this happened in 2017 in the Netherlands. I don't know what meeting it was. The evangelist came out, and he's just worship came up. It shows him on the platform, and he's just worshiping Jesus. Before the angels started singing, I was at my house, and I was watching it. And, oh, my God, the, my, my, I don't have hair on my arms anymore. I lost that, I guess, because of age. <laughs> I don't know. But if I had hair, I, I probably grew hair on my arms. I'm telling you, I had goosebumps after goosebumps, and I went, oh, my God, the glory of God just came into my room, and I knew the angels were coming. It was like, bam. So watch this. We're not going to watch the whole thing. But I want you to see, if we could close those doors, Albert, that would be good. I want you to watch what takes place here because this is, I've been in meetings like this, but I am praying, let heaven come down here. Uh, The conference is called Presence 2017.
You can hear. You can hear. It'll start to increase. That hear it. It doesn't stop, but it'll increase. Notice this is not a platform experience. 
it's congregational. Just keep listening. And the leader doesn't come out of this. He stays right with the flow. And so does the congregation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Shabra
Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We, we join in to the choirs of heaven and worship you. We join in in the choirs of heaven and worship you. We join in in choirs of heaven and worship you, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 praise you, Father, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Can't you feel the realm of his glory here? Hallelujah, Jesus. This is what Pastor myself and I know many of you hunger for. And it's going to take us pressing in and being obedient, not being absent desiring him um, because it had to buffer you can you can turn the lights on Albert because it had to buffer we didn't hear the part where it actually sounded like this large amount of people walking in and just said ah, you know that continuous it was so loud and it was like we didn't hear that part, and um, and then it subsided, and then it increased and subsided and increased, but there was not a break in this that sound. Others were worshiping; you could hear in there and getting filled with joy and and things like that. But the weightiness of his presence, you can hardly you can hardly sing. And I didn't finish this, but my I remember at Ruth Heflin's when that all started happening. Carrie, you were there remember and my daughter-in-law was standing next to me and she looked at me I, I had my eyes closed my hands up and just softly I, I the weightiness of his presence I, I could hardly you could hardly sing but we we sang in the spirit and she just went I could feel her and I looked over at her and her eyes she looked right at me and her eyes are filled up with tears coming down her face and she just went, Mom? And I went, yes. And she just closed her eyes and just started 
worshiping the Lord. Church, we can bring this to people. Our shadows can be filled. We're not special. He is, and it's all about him. And when our eyes get fixed on him, instead of everything else, This has been a Holy Ghost service today. I'm so grateful to the Lord. There's been much coming against this church to stop this church from entering into these realms. But me and my husband have no better sense but to keep pushing forward into these realms. And God will take care of this building. Bobby Jean talked to us last week, and she said, I don't understand why your church is so inconspicuous. And she said, not that we even mentioned this or have this thought. We've had the thought. We'll not lie about that over the years, you know, because of all the stuff and more what people leaving and what they were saying and all the junk going on. But she said, she said, Ray, don't you and Carol ever quit. Don't ever quit. And we didn't never we didn't talk to her about that. It's whatever you guys were talking about. And I was home, you were still in Florida. I had jet lag really bad. I didn't get home till three thirty in the morning. And I he I called my husband. He said, Bobby Jean's on a fennel merge. I said, ah, I can't even talk. <laughs> I couldn't talk. But isn't this realm, see, church, it just wanted to whet your appetite. The Lord does, wants to whet our appetites to say, not, I'm not saying this is going to happen every service, and we shouldn't get disappointed when it doesn't. But he has more, so much more for us. But we've got to be hungry for the more. Amen? Amen? I can't tell you what the more is. We don't know what it is. I know it's going to be supernatural. I have not seen nor ear heard. Absolutely, hon. That's in the more. So we can't explain it. We've walked in places where we've never walked before. And we didn't, we had a... We had to talk to the Lord while things were going on inside. We're watching. It's like, whoa, you didn't tell us about this one this morning before we got to church. You know, you didn't tell me this was going to happen when we were at this meeting. You Whoa. Sometimes he gives us glimpses. Sometimes we have a sensing. And sometimes, a lot of times we do, which way it's going to go or what. But we don't know. And I, there's, there's so much. I want to read this one scripture, and we're going to, I want to share one thing with you, and we're going to receive our tithes and offerings and then today. But we want you to go out with joy, with expectancy, to come back in with joy and expectancy. Amen? I love this.
in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. You don't have to go there either. I'm reading from the Amplified. And after he appeared in human form, Jesus, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death. Do you get that? And humbled himself still further. Like even for him to come here as man. Church, you can turn that off because I want everybody to kind of look at me a moment just so you can hear me. For him to come here and leave his glory in heaven and come here and feel everything that we feel as man. That was that that was max maxed out right there, you know, being God who knew no sin and felt the darkness and the sin. Not just that, left the glory of God where it's so bright. Here it's so dark. Those that have gone to heaven have come back, said, to see in there, you could look a a mile away and see an object as crystal clear and define everything. That's how clear heaven is. I'm having a hard time looking in the back there. Do you understand the, the fogginess here and the darkness that's here, the film that's here? compared to heaven is more real. So, and after he appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. They go even the death of the cross because how brutal and horrific that was. Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him And has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And when they were in worship, Jesus. Jesus. That in and at the name of Jesus, every knee should, must bow in heaven and on earth. Church, we need to start doing what the scripture says. I'm not saying being religious. But sitting makes us comfortable. But man, when we get on our faces, when we get on our knees and worship him, his name is holy. And it's powerful. And you mention his name, just me saying, Jesus, the angels just responded. And we didn't hear them, but we're going to. And every tongue, frankly and openly, confess and acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I have something I want to share with you, my husband, myself, but I'm going to share. Huh? I can? Okay. Um, Everybody knows, maybe not everybody, but, you know, After church, take a few minutes to mingle with some people or somebody you don't know and, you know, talk with them, fellowship a little bit. Um, Everybody knows Cindy who comes with her son, Dan. Um, She might not come every week because she's a nurse and she works on Sundays. And um, she usually sits right in here, Cindy. I don't know if you remember the day she came that... um, a year ago or within the year, she brought her daughter Katie. 
and um, they got some very sad news, and Cindy did. On Friday, Tim called me uh, and to let us know. Dan called Tim, but Katie had, uh, they found her Friday. She overdosed. It could have been accidental um, overdose. They actually are doing an autopsy to see what happened. And uh, she died Thursday. They found her Friday. And I was on the phone with Cindy. We go back with Cindy many, many, many years ago. I remember Katie when she was just a baby. And um, her heart is so broken, if you can imagine. I don't know if it's very hard to imagine that. Um, I never tell anybody I understand what they're going through when I haven't gone through something, you know. And even there, you just let them talk. So they are, she's at the um, funeral home parlor today making arrangements. And I mentioned, Grace, how I watch God's grace on you and watching what God is doing with you and commending grace to stay yielded to she purposes in her heart to stay yielded to the Lord, even though there's times that she so misses Glenn and and battling through, I'm sure, other things at different times and what does the future hold and things like this, how you get swamped with those thoughts and so many things. And um, I... I think, church, we need to slow down a little bit and start feeling what others feel. And we have a wonderful church, and it's been a church that has blessed so many people. And I asked Cindy if it was okay if we could share it with all you guys, and so she said absolutely because she's going to need the prayers. She said she woke up yesterday, and she felt like when she woke up, it was like it just hit her all in the face. It was like a nightmare to her, horrible, the most horrible nightmare. And you guys don't know this. Cindy had um, her husband went on to be with the Lord about four years ago, hon. Yeah. And so um, she's walked through some really tough times. And so I'm just asking, I, I, we have, uh, Pastor's going to do the, um, service and it's I believe it's going to be at the funeral home but we'll keep everybody posted if we are going to do anything what I'd like to do is maybe we can just take a small collection today to bless her um, if you have anything and if not you can bless her afterwards I don't know this is all going to probably have to come out of their pocket um, all right, we'll do it next week? Okay. All right, we'll do it next week. You're not? You're playing hooky again on me? Oh, a trip. Okay. <laughs> Good. You played hooky before. I know. He told me that. I said, I missed you a couple weeks ago. He said, I played hooky. And I said, oh. So, anyway, um, I we, we just... We love your kids. <laughs> and and Jeff sits back there and just so kind and but you know what? So I uh, please keep Cindy in prayer if you want cards or things like that. I don't have her address. Uh I'm sure Carrie you have her address. 
Yeah. Um, well, maybe if we can do this, I'd like to send her flowers from the church. So if you have anything you want, something little to put in there, we can send her flowers from the church from everybody, okay? And um, I, I just don't know what else. Like, if you want to add any extra, maybe we can send something like a tray of hoagies or something like that, or food or something over to her. Uh, Patty's already on alert in case if we were going to do it here, but I guess apparently we're doing it at the funeral. Well, I don't know. We're, we're not sure. We're not sure what's going on. So she's going to find out more today, you know, with the funeral director. But um, listen, you know, um, with um, somebody that uh, has has overdosed church and and gone on, you know, um, I believe that she's with the Lord. I do. Um, in some cases, it might not be that because it depends on what's going on, you know. But knowing, I know, I know things about Katie, and I can't go, I'm not going to go into any of the details. And that's why I just know that she is with the Lord. And again, it could have been accidental overdose due to the doctor. So we don't know. And that's why they're doing an autopsy and all. And there's other things that are involved in it. Um, it's very hard for the family that's left behind. They start blaming themselves. They start feeling guilty. They start taking on so much. And she has two children, Katie, 13 and 9 years old, two boys. And um, there's a lot that they have to put in place and work through. And I believe the boys will stay with the father. And from what I understand, but it's what Cindy is going through and what others go through, you know, emotionally afterwards. So what we need to do is not, you know, I'm not one, I'm not like this church and I'm not saying if God gives you a scripture, that's wonderful. Bless her with a scripture or something, but I'm not one to tell a person, you know, don't speak this and say this and make sure you keep doing, don't go there. And, and, and I know you guys won't, but I've seen that done so many times. And I just go, dear Jesus, you're not even sensitive to what that person is really feeling. And one thing I know is that Jesus will give us an ear and he will listen to us, even if it's good, bad and ugly. You know, he will listen to us and he understands. And if you remember the garden, Jesus himself went through felt everything that he was going to face and go through in the garden, and he said, Father, take this cup from me, you know, but at your will, let your will be done. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I know that's not like I want you to stay in that place in the heaven, the heavenly realm, because that's what it, this is all about, church, and that's why I'm saying we really need to get ourselves out there there's people hurting around us. And listen, if we're hurting, the best thing for us to do is to give out when we're hurting. It takes away that hurt. 
because it, because the enemy is just trying to just suffocate you at times, you know? And the best thing is that's when you pull yourself up, put your jeans on or whatever, you know, and pull yourself up and just get out those doors and start sharing Jesus with people. Start saying, doing something for people, get in touch with people. Don't keep yourself alone. Never keep yourself isolated. And if you feel like you're isolated, you give me a call. I'm telling you, you text me, you call me, and I will be there with you. I will walk through anything with you. I absolutely will because I know what isolation does. The other thing is, where's Carrie? Carrie Lynn. She went in the other room. Okay. Um, I just want to share this with you. Um, Our Vincy is um, in a rehab in um, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. Maya, can you go get mom? Somebody just, yeah, thanks, Albert. He'll get her. Albert will get her. And maybe she just wants to share with you. I don't want to usurp her place. But um, he just came back from a, a spiritual warfare conference. They took all the guys to Tennessee. They drove them to Tennessee and it was the first time that we saw, we saw, we watched the video. There's Vincy up front with his hands up, worshiping. Huh? Yeah, it was video. If you go on, oh, I don't know if you're going to catch it. You probably, mom will show you how to watch it. Carrie, I was just sharing, but I don't want to share. I just said that Vincy is in a rehab, and I just thought maybe you wanted to. Just to keep him pr- in prayer, huh? Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, it's not a rehab. Okay. All right. It's, it's, it's called, there's a, well, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know. There is a clear difference between a discipleship program and a rehab. But it um, doesn't matter. Um, it's for life-changing, yeah, anything that, that, anyway. What do you want me to share? Well, just so they know. Oh, so Vincy went to Akron, Ohio. It's a program called Life Changers Outreach. He's been there for three weeks. So three weeks ago today, we drove him out, dropped him off, and he's doing really good. And Yeah, um, it's a one-year program. He'll be there for a year. He's in a supernatural environment, which is really, really, really awesome. So, yeah, definitely, please keep him in prayer. I'm believing, this is how I'm believing God. I'm believing God to touch him completely to even with the chemicals in his brain from his every organ your brain's an organ no your is your brain an organ oh gosh your heart's a muscle okay every oh it i thought it was a muscle every organ is a muscle every organ is a muscle hi I'm an apple, and I just went next to my mom. I went, like, and uh, I didn't even roll. I just fell. Anyway, that's what Bob says. Bob goes, boy, the apple didn't even roll from the tree. She just went clunk. <laughs> anyway, please pray that, that God will have his way with Vincy. Amen. And, and that the destiny that God has for him will come to fruition. And that, yeah, so that's, it's a good thing. Praise God. Yeah, very good thing. He's on fire for the Lord right now. So praise God. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, 
So we're just praying, you know, these young people are really going through a whole lot. And I am still praying that God is going to raise up a young adult. Um, uh, who? Army. Here at this church. And, you know, our young people are going to be engaged, on fire, passionate. And we are going to be supportive and and everything else with them. So there's a lot of things that we have in our heart that God wants to do here. And we need to get a new drum set. Maya's going to be on the drums. We're going to have a live worship team. We need people who are really, really serious and will be committed because it'll be every week they'll be practice. And, um, you know, and we need some new instruments. So we're going to believe God for all this. Amen. And, and God can do it. He knows how to do this. And we're moving on, church, and we're not going to stay the way we are. We have vision. We're going to move on. This church is going to come alive and everything else, okay? So we're, we're praising God and worshiping the Lord for what he's doing. And you are going to be fine, absolutely fine. And I know you can relate to some of the things that I was sharing today and praying that God's glory will touch your household. God will take care of everything. And my husband was landing last night, and I just want to say this to you. In the turbulent winds, and we go through such turbulent times, turbulence, you know, in, in our everyday life, in our walk, in our business, in our jobs, our occupations, there's all kinds of stuff, church. But you know what? We don't have to step out of the place in the spirit. We don't have to. We stay there. And know that oppositions are coming because you're probably doing something that's just right on target in the kingdom of God. All right? And the enemy is trying to stop you, but he can't because your defender is going to stand in for you. Amen. Case settled. That's it. But if you get caught in doubt and all this stuff and when and the worries and all that, you won't see the, your defender standing in front of you with a huge shield. You know, and a huge sword, huge sword. Did I say huge sword? I don't know what I said. Huge sword, I don't know. But anyway, it's absolutely awesome. And so my husband was coming in, landing last night when that bad wind last night was stirring up and that rain and all that. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I thought about it, but I already prayed for him. But I thought, man, I can't imagine being on that plane. And so, you know, even even the um, the one of the flight attendants got on the speaker and he said he just wanted to reassure everybody, don't worry, we're all going to be okay. How would you like a flight attendant to come on and say that? Oh, okay. I feel really safe and sound. Thank you, Lord, for your angels that surround this plane and hold this plane up. We plead the blood of Jesus on every mechanical part on this air, airplane. Amen? And so when they landed, they landed hard. Bam. And um, But I'm thinking about this, guys. Some of you are in some turbulence, and turbulence will always be here. You will always experience turbulence, but I want to tell you this, and sometimes it's going to feel when you land it, you landed hard, but you landed safe and sound. Amen? And you're going to experience more of God's glory in it. You're going to grow up more in it. There's more character. There's more truth revealed. There's so much that goes on. And people that are, are, are not in the, 
in the kingdom of God or even just if they're walking in carnality, when they walk through that turbulence, it's like they can't even see what God is doing. And yet he's growing us up, you know, and it's just so wonderful. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. You're probably doing everything that's right. So it comes, guys. So don't back off. So we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. Amen. Were you blessed by that video? Ah, thank you, Jesus. In the Netherlands. God's moving all over. It doesn't matter, you know. And when you when you go to Africa and you watch the way the Africans worship, I, I, I we came back. I mean, my first trip there, I thought, dear Lord, America thinks they're spiritual. I felt so unspiritual when I was there. Whoa. Especially at the Church of Joy. Whew. Man, and they know how to worship God. Yeah, so awesome. And it doesn't matter how poor they are. They worship God, you know. So every continent on the face of this earth knows how to worship God. God put it in us to worship him. God put it in us to have a personal relationship with him. And to know him. Isn't that, is, Albert, isn't that just awesome when you think about that? So if you, if you want to give anything to Cindy, donate it like, you know, so we could get flowers or whatever. Just put it on your envelope offering and just say Cindy, okay? And you guys trust us, right, to be able to do that and so on. Okay. Uh, checks to good news. Yeah. Yeah, if we receive the offering next week for Cindy, we'll just make the checks out to her personally, okay? Because that way we don't have to take care of anything with. We can do that? How would you want them to do it? Make, all right, so next week we'll make it out to good news, and you can put down in your memo for Cindy, and then we can... Um, It'll be a benevolence offering. Offering. Okay, so are we ready, Joshua? Joshua. I'm gonna. We're gonna add to our confession here. We're gonna change this up a little bit. Wait, you said good. <laughs> well, hon, it's a start. All right. Okay, jump start us. All right, come on up here, bud. He's my bud. I'm sorry. Hey, bud. We call each other bud. Um, you know they. You know how everybody says, hey, babe. Hey, babe. We call each other bud. Hi, bud. Hi, bud. We're buds on the Lord's flower. Well, let go of the <laughs> mic, bud. <laughs> okay, let's decree this. Oh, glory to God together. This is my tithe. It will do what I say it will do. The windows of heaven open over me and my house. And such blessings have been released. I don't have adequate room to contain them all. I am the seed of Abraham. And the oath of God swore to him is my inheritance. Therefore, I release my tithe and offerings to the fertile soil of Good News Family Worship Center. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We shout for joy. For our God watches over his word to perform it. Well, give him a shout. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, so this isn't in the announcements. Oh, Carrie, come on up here. This is not in the announcements, but in a few weeks, girls, I want to set up a date where all the girls, doesn't matter what ages, girls in here, we can all go out to dinner together, okay? I think we, that would, we need to have some fun. And the other thing is we're going to set up a date like a Friday night or a Saturday night and have a movie night here and watch that movie, The Apostle Paul. Yeah, okay? So we'll have that scheduled next week, right, in the, and it'll be in the announcements. All right. Love you guys. You want to pray over them? Yes, let's pray.